What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. Uh, Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defense. Reports. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones. I've got a great show for you today. We are talking about some fantastic number one comic books that hit the shelves last week for all you people that said that uh i had i had a conversation today with a guy he was like man i just feel like comic books are you had to have been in the game a long time to like comic books like not to like comic books but like to keep up with comic books and i'm like and i understand that because there is a lot of shit going on and if you haven't been reading comic books for the last 10 years, um, then you might be a little lost. And, and that was one of the reasons I started the show is because I wanted to talk about some books, always had, have some books for people, new people coming on. Okay. So this week was a fantastic week for uh for number ones um okay uh tony says hunt for wolverine number one was out that's true i did not read that (laughs) i hope it was good if it was good tell us tell us it was worth getting or worth reading um but i've got some books that are not very superhero centric that were fucking amazing like very amazing now one of them is very superhero oriented and he's one of my favorites so i know some of you are going to go oh imagine that he liked this book but i'm telling you it's 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 really really good um and you're i think you're gonna like it and then plus there's some really good stuff coming up so if you kind of want to get into comic books i think these are some great comic books to start out with and if you want to read things that are coming up then some of the other books that didn't make the show today, but doesn't mean you shouldn't read them, are, are probably going to be worth checking out. And what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to make a list and put it on the report page uh, it, for people that are going to want to read some of this stuff coming up. But it's that's really good stuff, man. Uh, but first off, I'm going to pick a day, and that is going to be the day that the show's on. So it could be Wednesday. It could be fucking Monday. It could be Friday. I don't know. Probably won't be Friday. But I'm going to pick a day, and it's going to be Blazing Defender Report every Wednesday at 6 o'clock or whatever time for here on out. Uh, And I know what some of you guys are saying because you're firefighters also, and you're going, well, what about the days you're at the firehouse, Blazing Defender? What the fuck are you going to do? I'm going to record, bitches. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to record. And uh, I'm going to do that at the firehouse. If I make a run, I fucking make a run. Your asses will wait, or you can watch it on the replay 
Uh, the audio will get paused. I'll make the run and come back, hopefully, and uh, we'll finish the show up. But let's just hope we don't make a run in that 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, Eric, what's up, buddy? Eric Pender, guys, uh, one of uh, Kentucky's finest, uh, retired and then went back to being Kentucky's finest. So hope you're staying safe, brother. Thanks for joining in. Um, so, yeah, so that way you guys will know every Wednesday at 6 o'clock or whatever day it, it ends up being, uh, the Blazing Defender Report will be on that night. So kind of like uh, some of you – Fuckers watching Chicago Fire, you know, whatever night that comes on, whatever time that comes on, you know, Chicago Fire's on that night. So um, that takes care of that. Um, but that way, you know, there's a little bit of normalcy and a little bit more of scheduling. And now I'm kind of like, well, can I do a show today or what are I going on? It doesn't make any difference. Trying to make myself uh, a little bit more accessible and get on a, get on a weekly recording schedule. So, so in doing that, the Blazing Defender Report will be will become more comic book centric, and what I mean by that is more comic book focused. The news, the comic reviews, as always. Uh, yes, Brian. Why would anybody watch Chicago Fire? I have no fucking idea, but there are people that do apparently. Um, I like it when they go, "Oh my God, we got a car in the water!" and the guys come off the truck and they got their turnout gear on, and they go, "Where's he at?" He's in the water. And then the next scene, they're in full fucking scuba gear shit. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? I tried to watch the first episode and I was fucking pissed. Anyway, um, so with that being said, Blazing Defender Report will become more comic book centric. And Meatheads is going to get a day of scheduling itself. Um... And it is going to be about the movies, about uh, the streaming, uh, the, the stuff on streaming videos right now, like Netflix and Prime. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and uh, I want to talk about it. And, you know, uh, I've been kind of holding off on Big Sam because he's my co-host on that show. Big Sam's going to be there when he can be there, and when he can't, it'll just be a meathead on a movie. So, hey, I like that title, too. So, really cool. I hope you guys uh, subscribe to the Meatheads a Movie channel on YouTube. Please like the page on Facebook. Set yourself up for notifications. That way, you're going to get events uh, that I create. You're going to be able to have access to all the videos, however, whatever kind of format you want it. And of course, there'll always be the live chat and all that other shit. So things are changing, hopefully for the better. Give you guys, like I said, a little bit more uh, scheduling. Um, all right. So um, I've done set all that. I got to give a quick shout out real quick to my boys at Collector Zone. Guys, these motherfuckers are blowing up, yo. Blowing the fuck up. They're getting uh, big time toy manufacturers. They're creating their own physical location. They're not just going to be an online store anymore. And what you don't realize is, and what I didn't realize is, when they had this physical store, new avenues are going to open up to them. So please check out CollectorZone.com. And if you're on Facebook, check out the Collector's Own Cantina, man. You're going to get discounts. You're going to know they have giveaways. And it's just kind of a, a nice place for collectors to post stuff that they found. Uh, there was a guy that posted a Funko Pop that I've been looking for for a long time the other day. I think he found it at Walgreens. It was like a Walgreens exclusive. I'm scrolling through the Collector's Own Cantina, and I'm like, you motherfucker, where did you find that? At? I'll kill you. 
But uh, no, it was a really great find. And, you know, you're excited. I was excited for him. You know, I know this motherfucker. And, uh, I was mad at first, but then I was excited. So it's all good. But check out Collector Zone, guys. Uh, they're blowing up, man. And I was lucky enough to get on the ground floor with these guys. Hopefully they take me with them. They probably won't. They'll probably leave me in the dust, and I wouldn't blame them. But, um, yeah, a lot of cool shit coming the way. Uh, they've got Funko, Mezco, NECA. Oh, and, man, I had my NECA toy right here, and then I fucking forgot it. But uh, NECA, man, they make these huge action figures that have all this articulation and detail. Just really, really cool stuff. Just go to, go to the website and check it out. Um, and then I want to show you guys something really fast because I got a lot of hits on it. Um, Vans came out with uh, some Marvel shoes. Black Panther had a pair. Uh, I'm not sure who else did. Um, and I originally thought these were Captain America shoes, um, but they're not. They're Avenger shoes. They're like OG Avenger shoes, which are dope. Because um, I was like, why do they have a green sole? I don't get that. But I'll show you. That's what they look like. And the green sole, of course, is for the Hulk. These, which I thought were the wings on Cap's helmet, are actually the wings on Thor's helmet. You got Cap's shield on the back, which is fucking pimp so bitches. And, uh, and then, if you can see it, let me untie the lights here. I'll show you the, if you can see the tongue. The tongue is the arc reactor. So, Iron Man. So they've kind of got all the original OG Avengers in one shoe. Really, really cool and really comfortable. Like, I've never had a pair of Vans before, and I was kind of scared. Uh, but look, funny story, really fast. I want to tell you about these shoes. Um, a buddy of mine sent me a link and said, hey, man, dude, you need to get these. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting those. So I went to the website, and they wouldn't let you. You couldn't buy them yet. And I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. So they went on sale and were like sold out within minutes. So of course, where do shoes go that sell out in minutes? They go to fucking eBay because a bunch of fuckos buy them up and then turn around and try to make $300 profit. All right. Well, so I'm looking and the cheapest, the, the retail was 70 bucks, 70 bucks. Okay. For a cool ass shoe like that, right? $299 was the cheapest pair I could find on eBay. Okay, one guy had an op make an offer, so I made him an offer of 100 bucks. Then I went 125, then I went 130, and I think I went to 150. He turned them all down, and I'm like, fuck you, dude. I hope you get stuck with these. But I knew he wouldn't, right? Like four days later, Vans comes out with a tweet saying that they had such a response, they're going to release more. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So I was there. On the 8th, when they went on sale, I got them for 70 bucks. So eat a dick, all you shoe scalpers that were trying to bust people's heads just because you had some kind of in and you got the shoes first. So, but yeah, uh, they might still be up. Uh, they might be still available. I'm not sure. But really cool shoe. Uh, check it out. If you get a chance, uh, buy a pair. Fuck, who cares? Life's too short. All right. Um, and real quick, the Zone Comic and Toy Shop here in louisville kentucky it's a fantastic toy store um and you I, i've been in some really good conversations there about comic books which is cool because you'll hear people talking and then someone will say oh, fuck i hate mr miracle 
And then somebody will kind of look at you like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. And then you're like, well, you like it? And he's like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I kind of do. And well, why do you like it? So we've had some really good conversations about comic books in there. And it's just a great store. He's got a new location. It looks fantastic. Check it out. The Zone Comic and Toy Shop here in Louisville, Kentucky. All right, and I have to give a real quick shout-out to my boy, Frederick Debo. I don't know where he's at. He's usually here in the chat. I'm sure he's busy. Um, but he's had his anniversary of the Great Superhero Debates. Guys, the Great Superhero Debate, you can do one or two. He's got two pages. It is one of the best pop culture pages out there. I don't give a shit if you're into gaming, comics, anime, movies, toys. Uh, I mean, this guy has it all, and he gets it on the spot, man. It's a great, fantastic page. Please check it out. The Great Superhero Debate. You can either do one or two, like on both, shit, and set yourself up for notifications because I'm telling you, you're going to want these notifications because it's, it's, it's just a great, great, great uh, pop culture fan page. Okay. Um, let's get on with this shit, man. All right. What do, what do I have first? Oh, I got this. All right, now you're going, what is he doing? Like, I'm looking at my, looking at my screen, going, what is he doing over there? Um, I use OBS, and let's do this. There we go. And I have, to, I have the pictures loaded, but I have to find them and click on them. You, you, you don't care. It's coming. Hold on. The, link, the, the shot is coming. Okay, guys, one of the things I was, really, I was talking about earlier about getting excited about, Danny Cates who was the writer on Thanos, the last Thanos miniseries, I called it a miniseries because I had like nine issues and they stopped, uh, was like one of the funnest things I'd read all year. It'll definitely be in my top of 2018 list. It was a great story. Thanos ends up meet, meeting himself in the future and he's won. The storyline was called Thanos Wins. It was amazing. It, you had... The Ghost Rider, who ended up being Frank Castle, we later found out, uh, who was the Herald of Galactus. And then when Thanos came and won, he destroyed Galactus, but he kept the Rider around. Um, so then the Ghost Rider was Frank Castle that was working with Thanos. So it was a really, really cool storyline. Like I said, a lot of fun. When everybody was pretty bummed out when we heard it was ending and Kate was getting taken off the book or the book was just ending by itself. Well, here to tell you that Danny Cates is coming back to Thanos and Thanos Legacy number one. Now, it is a one shot. And for you guys don't know comic lingo, that's comic lingo. Yeah, we, we got our own lingo. A one shot is like a, a, a one single story or in this case, it's going to be a couple stories. Um, if you're familiar with the annuals, uh, annuals used to be kind of tied into the, the story arcs. They're not anymore. They're like three or four different little short stories, and a lot of times they suck. But this one shot is basically going to continue the story of Thanos wins. Thanos ends up finding out how he won and became this person in the future, and he changes it. And at the end of Thanos Wins, he basically wipes that timeline out of existence. We don't know what he did. So this story is going to show us how, what Thanos did when he went back. And they said it's going to have ramifications for Infinity War Prime, which was, uh, which was also a one-shot comic book. 
and uh, and and it's going to have in fact the events of Affinity Wars, which is the big Marvel uh, big story that they're going to do. That's going to go through a lot of books here coming up. Uh, but that comes out September fifth, so be looking for that. Danny Cates and uh, Jerry, Gary Dugan, who's also the Deadpool writer, so he's also doing another story about Re Requiem, which is another character that we won't get into because it gets a little in the weeds. But this is going to be this is going to be a really cool book, especially if you're looking forward to Infinity Wars coming up, guys. You're going to want to check this out. Maybe a great jumping on point for that. All right. And what I am super stoked about, I really wish Casey Strohs was in the chat because I know he loves Invincible. Well, Invincible, which has been talked about to be a feature film uh, coming to theaters back in 2017, it is going to become an animated TV series on Amazon. So you're going to have eight one-hour adult animated features um which i am stoked about that they made it adult because if you've ever read invincible and if you hadn't that is a great comic to pick up uh they call it the greatest superhero comic of all time uh it's a little you know out there but it, it's pretty much on the nose because it is a fantastic roller coaster ride written by kentucky native robert kirkman you may have heard that name before. He did something about zombies, and it became a great show on AMC. Uh, he's writing, he has written this. And the reason I say I'm talking about in past tense is because it's over. It ended last year. At, I believe it was issue 144, the end of the series. It was amazing. So the comic, or I'm sorry, the cartoon, I don't know what it's going to entail. I don't know much about it. It was like, are they going to go through the 144 issues and tell that story? Or are they just going to pick out like the best parts? Uh, be a tough job picking out the best parts of that because it was just so good. But yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, it's about a boy named Mark Grayson who's a teenage superhero that inherited his powers from his alien dad, Omni Man. Now, Omni Man was like the world's Superman. Like he was the superhero. There were other superheroes around but not like fucking Omni-Man. He was the bad motherfucker, dude. Well, come to find out, Omni-Man, who was alien, kind of like Superman, right? Well, he was from a race of people that sent out these metahumans, so to speak, to other worlds to conquer them. So when Mark finds out that his dad is basically gonna, in a few hundred years, conquer the Earth because... Vulture mites, which is the alien that he was, they lived for hundreds of years. He freaks out. They had this huge fight. Um, dude, there's so much stuff that happens in Invincible. It's just fantastic. And as far as comic book goes, the artwork is amazing. Ryan Otley is the shit. Maybe nobody draws better action sequences than him. Just look up some images of Ryan Otley Invincible. Google that shit. I should have pulled one up for you, but I didn't. But I do have, uh, uh, um, let's see, I do have, here it is. I do have a cover. There it is. This is a Ryan Otley cover. This is Invincible. This was Conquest, which was a fantastic storyline. And he was beaten. His ass was beaten to death. Like, he, they broke his arm. 
I mean, this is a violent, violent comic book, which someone like Ryan Otley, and as you see right here, this is his, this is his trademark, was just showing brutal violence. So I'm really hoping that the, the animation really does this justice. And, and I want to tell you what Robert Kirkman said. Robert Kirkman said, what Amazon is allowing us to do in animation is nothing short of groundbreaking. And I can't wait for our rabid fan base to experience it. So that's really, really exciting news uh, coming from Kirkman. Um, but yeah, guys, we're, you're definitely going to want to see this. Whether you've read Invincible or not, just keep your fucking eyes open for this. Now, I know what you might be saying, some of you guys that have been with me for a long time, hey, motherfucker, this is some TV shit. I thought this was Meatheads. The, what we do on Meatheads and what we do here, they're going to interlap. Uh, because it's, it's material like this. This is the source material for stuff like Invincible, the cartoon. So we're definitely going to be talking about it on the report. And I was excited about it. And it's my fucking show, so I can do what I want to do. But no, this is really, really cool stuff, guys. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, as you can tell. Like, I'm so excited for this. It can't come here fast enough. Okay, now, before we get to our fantastic number ones, uh, I want to talk about Mr. Miracle number nine by Tom King and Mitch Drads, Drods, um, fantastic artist. And I'm going to show you why. Now, I've had a love-hate relationship with Mr. Miracle. You all know that. Issue eight. No, I'm sorry. Yes, issue eight, like, blew me away. And, and I'm... I can't believe I didn't get a bigger reaction out of the chat because. Hold on a minute. Mike, Mike says, for those who have not read Invincible, firstly, what the fuck? Secondly, get on that shit. Absolutely. Well said, Mike. Fuck yeah. Get on that shit. Like, if, if, if I have a comic book that I want to uh, recommend to somebody, there's two comics that I go to. Just because, not that they're my favorite. One of them is my favorite. But I just feel like it's going to grab people and they're going to want to read more. And the first one is The Dark Knight Returns. I just think it's, I think it's classic. I think it's amazing. The second one is uh, Thor, God of Thunder. The, the first trade from Aaron. And then if they like that, I would do God Bomb, which was the second part of that story arc. Those are like two of the ones that I get people. Like, you're going to love this. Invincible has been maybe my third recommendation. And I got on it late. And again, if Casey was here, he was blown away by the fact that I read 144 issues in less than two months. I mean, and that's a, that's a fact. That's how good Invincible was. Like, I, would, I dove in, and I'm not going to lie, the first five or six issues, I kind of, I, I chugged along. It was okay, but nothing in it. Why is everybody making this big deal about it? And then when Ryan Otley gets on the book, which is pretty early on, it just, boom, takes the fuck off. It is amazing. So, yeah, again, Amazon, all right, let's do, let's do an Invincible cartoon. Okay, now back to Mr. Miracle. I've had a love-hate relationship with this. I believe it was issue eight. I loved it. It was about the, their baby, him and Big Barda had. and Okay, let me say real fast, this is my problem with Mr. Miracle. Uh, a lot of people don't know about this fourth world that Jack Kirby created for DC. I thought when Tom King got on this that he was going to 
elaborate on all these characters that we really don't know anything about. Now, Mr. Miracle is a fucking cool character, but we don't know shit about him really. So I thought that was going to be like a, maybe a, a year one or an origin story or something. No, it's been anything but. Um, but I have really started to fall in love with his dialogue. It's very Tarantino-ish. It's, this is really hard to describe without you reading it and not knowing what I'm saying. But basically, he is at war with Apocalypse, which is ruled by Darkseid. Okay, Caliban, this guy on the cover to the left, is one of the sons of Darkseid. So is Scott Free, a.k.a. Mr. Miracle, the guy on the right. Mr. Miracle is in charge of the armies of New Genesis. Okay, so they are at war. These are like negotiations to stop the war, which has been a violent, bloody war. This has been a violent book. Like, there hasn't been a whole lot of violence, but the violence that they do have is Fucking violent. It's awesome. And you're going to see some of that violence here in a second. So Caliban and Scott are in negotiating table with a few other people from uh, representing parties. And what's awesome about this is I have been in negotiations with the fire department on our contract with the city. So it's, this is very, very similar to that. And if Brian O'Neill, he's our union president, he was in the chat a second ago. Brian, if you get a chance, you've really got to read this issue. Uh, what's up, Kurt, man? What I mean, what's up, Kurt, man? How you doing, buddy? Kurt has like the greatest radio voice of all time. Uh, he's in the chat. What's up, brother? Uh, talking Mr. Miracle right now. <clears throat> so if you can, uh, if you can imagine this, this table, well, underneath this table, like the slaves of either New Genesis or I would assume Apocalypse, you really don't know are holding up the table like it doesn't even have legs that's how like dark this place is okay so then like scott needs to take a break and he's like where's the bathroom at so this guy who looks like some kind of renaissance cat uh takes scott to where the bathroom is well it's not a bathroom it's this pit and you know the host i don't know why guys do this i don't know if i've ever done it but i i, I hear guys all the time when they get up to the urinal they spit like, and then they pee. I, I, I don't know what the fuck that is. I, I don't know if anybody can explain it to me. I, I keep meaning to Google it, and then I get mad at myself because I'm going to Google something so stupid, so I, don't, I never do. But they, this is actually a scene in this comic where this Renaissance guy, I don't know who the fuck he is, he's, which is not uncommon in this book, by the way, they're, they're peeing in this pit, and they spit, and you see the spit traveling as this Renaissance cat is telling Scott Free this story about him and Da Vinci. It's so weird. Well, when the spit finally lands, like 12 panels later on a comic book page, it lands on like this dude that's down there. It's probably been down there for fucking months. Who knows? So, so strange. But then there's the, the, the part that I really want to tell you guys about is, and I'll show you, Scott is, um, he's, like I said, they're in negotiations, and he's, he's really trying to cause an end to the war. He's trying to have a peace treaty with the dark side. Calabac is, he's, Calabac says, I am operating under full authority of dark side. Okay? So, uh they get into an argument about prison transfer. And 
Calabac is so mad. And Scott's like, you didn't follow this convention. You didn't post this. And like, it's really like an actual negotiation. And Calabac gets so pissed off. He grabs this cat that's in the shot right now. He picks him up. That dude that was underneath the table, like holding up the table. What a shit job. And smashes him against the wall. And Calabac's screaming. And the next shot, which I don't have for you, but Scott Free is like, uh, he's like, you tell that guy about your fucking prisoner exchange. And he goes, uh, what does he say? Oh, here it is. He said, um, I'm not some toddler from New Genesis. I'm granny raised because he was raised in the pits on Apocalypse by granny goodness. Okay. Um, I don't have, I don't waste time on the dead. Like fucking Mr. Miracle is unfazed by this dude just getting splattered on the wall. And Calabac just kind of looks at him. It was a negotiating tactic. He was trying to intimidate Miracle and it didn't work. So this, this whole series has just been one crazy issue to the next. I get it. Um, Oh, so Mike, Mike asked, this is a great question. Mike asked, so were you Calabac in these negotiations? <laughs> we might've gotten better contracts if they let me do some shit like that. And let me say, there were some people that I really would have liked have done this to across the table from me. But no, they didn't let me be Calabac, but that's a great negotiating strategy, Mike. Uh, but yeah, so if you haven't checked out Mr. Miracle, check it out. It's not gonna be for everybody. But it's really great artwork, as this panel right here shows. And it's something so different. Um, I'm really warming up to it, just because it is changing maybe what comic books can be story-wise. Like, this is somebody that's not very known. The, the, the nine issues are leading towards something, I guess. But every issue is so different. But the big kicker in this issue here is at the very end, you think they, they, they make a piece of cord, but Darkseid is going to get the anti-life equation, which Scott knows is going to be bad for everyone. That's kind of reason they're fighting is so Darkseid can't keep this anti-life equation, which basically gives him his, his power. So Calabac comes back and says, Darkseid rejects our terms. And Scott's like, what the fuck do you mean? You said you had his full authority. He goes, I did. But he rejected these terms. But I think you'll like these new ones. He's going to give you the anti-life equation for your newborn to be raised in the apocalypse. So, and then you got Barda and Scott looking at each other like, what the fuck? And then it fades out and it says, you know, tune in next week. He's got this like this serial, um, like this old school serial kind of ending and, and intro to every issue that's really strange, but in a way it works, I don't know. Like again, it's the weirdest shit ever. And back on that cover, I don't know if you've seen, the a but the AV Post said a very complex superhero story. To say that is a fucking understatement. Uh, this is a very complex story. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to fucking hate it. Um, I'm really starting to dig it.
So yeah, it took me eight issues, which normally I would tell you just jump off that train, but it's really, really good, guys. I give it an 8.5. Uh, and mainly because I cannot fucking wait until until the next issue. So only 12. So it's a 12-part series, only 12. All right, guys. The next book we got is now I'm going to start my number ones. Uh, I'm really excited about these, by the way. Just because... Uh, oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay. Hold on. There it is. All right. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. The Weatherman. <laughs> Um, I don't even know why I picked this book up, to be honest. It looks cool, and it's image. I don't, uh, Jody Leheep, uh, Nathan Fox, and Dave Stewart. I have never heard from, I don't know any of them. I want to say Dave Stewart did something on Shirtless Bear Fighter, which, if you're a fan of the show, you know I fucking absolutely love Shirtless Bear Fighter. Uh, but I'm not sure what he did. It doesn't quite look like his artwork because this is a very, very good artwork. Um, but okay, let me let me set it for you. We're in Mars, twenty-seven seven. Okay, so we're in the future. Um, it's very futuristic. You're living on fucking Mars, and there there are Earthers, Earthers, Earthlings that are on Mars, but they're they're older. And what we come to find out is. There was an alien invasion that basically wiped off, wiped out all human life on Earth. And a lot of people came to Mars to, to live. So our hero here, our, I'm sorry, our weatherman. Oh, God, please don't ever let fucking anybody find out I said that. Um, Nathan Bright is the mighty Martian meteorologist. This dude is like, I'm trying to compare him to somebody. Like, he would be like The Rock in meteorology like he's i mean people love him they're buying drinks he's very scatterbrained like our scene opens up with the people running around the news station going where's nathan at he goes on in 30 seconds and then you get a shot at nathan he's laying in bed with his dog sadie and they're just hanging out he's brushing his teeth he brushes her teeth you know he like don't give a fuck and you kind of find out that he was really, something really bad happened to him during this event, we'll call it. So, but we don't know any of that yet. But he's really trying to get with this girl named Amanda. And like, he's looking at his phone and he puts up her contact and she hasn't called him yet. So, uh, so anyway, so then he gets to the weather station. And now you find out why everybody loves this cat. Like, he's funny. And he's animated, and he's like uh, something about nursing a cat with your own nipple, like it can't be done. He goes, "Well, we're gonna test that theory today on the show." So, like people, and it shows like people watching him, and you know, like people are on the street watching this weather weather guy, and they're all like, "Man, this dude's crazy, man. Man, I love this dude, man." You know, like so people love him. Like I said, he's the rock of 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 this moment after this, this horrible event. And one of the guys even says, why do they like him so much? And he tells them because they, he makes them forget, like he makes them forget all the bad things that happen. So that's one of the reasons he's so popular, but he's got some baggage and we don't know what that is yet. So anyway, he goes on his date with Amanda 
So, you know, they're talking and everything. And, you know, Amanda's kind of learning about what's making Nathan tick. All right. Well, what we don't know is, is there's a lot more to Amanda than we thought. Because there is a group of mercenaries that are there to kill Nathan. We don't know why yet, but obviously there's more to Nathan than what we know. Well... There's also more to Amanda because Amanda is some kind of badass agent of, we don't know the government or, or something. Hold on. I got a great, I got a great shot to show you, uh, of some, let's see, do I have two pages? Oh, I have two pages. Dude, you guys are fucking in. Hey, all right. All right. This is one of the mercenaries fighting Amanda and like Amanda's badass dude. Like, Nathan's like, what the hell is going on? Oh, and I have to tell you, this is, I can't spoil, I can't spoil this. Yeah, John. Yeah, John Brousseau. Does he talk about the weather? Yes, he does talk about the weather, dude. You love this guy, man. This, this is your, dude, this comic book was made for you, John. Uh, but I will, I have to give you a, a disclaimer. Now, I have to be careful here because I don't want to spoil anything, but there's something that happens in this book that disturbed me very very much and if you guys you guys have been with me for a long time on the show you probably know what it is it happens but it really gives the story the punch in your mouth that you needed and uh i, I don't i could give a reference but it would give it away you're just gonna have to read it you're just gonna have to read it guys and if you're mad at me after you read it, I understand because I text Big Sam, my co-host on the Meatheads, and I said, dude, I'm so fucking mad at this book right now. And he's like, why? I was like, I can't tell you. But I think it might be one of my picks of the week. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's horrible what happens, but it's storytelling, man. And, and you know... If I was watching a TV show and something like this happened, I would probably turn it off. But there, it has been a movie that kind of used the same, I'll say, motivation for its hero, and it was a huge hit. And when you read the book, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, guys. But And here's, here's the next page of um, Amanda fighting the mercenary, and you can see what kind of artwork you're getting, man. It's just really, really good shit. Um, yeah, like she, it looks like she's getting her ass kicked in the two panels I showed you, but I swear, I mean, look how big this dude is. I mean, she held her own. And, but why is he dating an agent? It's kind of like the Sharon Carter Captain America thing. Okay. So you're kind of like, oh, was she protecting him the whole time or was there something else going on? I don't know. So, yeah, really, really cool. Um, this is a fantastic first issue, a great jumping on point. I have to find out what happens with what happened in this issue. And I know normally, you know, a, a, a spoiler is a spoiler, man. And this is a big spoiler. I can't give it away, but, uh, I gave, I gave weatherman number one a nine and that's, that's a really high bar for me. Um, because it is, it was so fucking good guys like it's a really great story cannot wait 
to see more from the weather, man. So kudos to these creators, man. Like, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you've made me a fan. Uh, and that's what a number one issue has to do, guys. A number one issue has to grab you, has to make you glad you bought it, and more importantly, make you excited for the next issue. Like, holy shit, Weatherman 2, fuck yeah! I mean, that's the way it should be. Dude, you're paying hard-earned money for this shit. It should excite you, okay? All right, we all know, we've all been to a movie and went, what the fuck did I just watch? Man, I wish I could get my 1250 back. You know what I mean? You sh I, I don't ever want you to feel that way about a comic book. All right, as you can see, the fucking Odin son is back. He's back. Jason Aaron at the helm. You got Mike DeMundo doing the artwork. The God of Thunder Reborn, number one. Dude, uh, it's a fantastic story. Great jumping on point for people that haven't been into Thor for a while. Uh, Lady Thor, Jane Foster, is gone for now. And, well, gone for good, really. Spoiler alert. Uh, but now the Odin son is back. Now, if you remember what happened in 700, Thor 700, um... Mjolnir is gone. Mjolnir is Thor's hammer. It is gone. Jane threw it into the fucking sun. So it is there with, um, oh God, I can't remember the, the name. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt says that's a beautiful cover. Now, this is what I'll say about Domundo's art. Domundo's art is very different. It's very, um, I don't want to say animated, but it's just, it's just, he's got a different look to his artwork. Yeah, that's a great cover. And I'm gonna show you another another piece from it. Uh, now this is a great this is a great moment. Um, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I want to show you this for sure. Um, so Thor lost his hammer. He still has Jabron, which is his axe, which is a pretty badass weapon. But Thor needs his hammer. Well, what we find out is is when Asgard exploded. Okay. Um, the all Odin's weapons, like remember the weapons vault from the first Thor movie and even Ragnarok, um, all the weapons got scattered across the galaxy, which probably happened in Ragnarok, right? Because Asgard blew up, the weapons vault blew up too. You know, Loki got um, Surtur's helmet and he picked up the Cosmic Cube, but there was some other shit in there. So one of the things was the Cytoric um, in the Satoric Temple, they had the Warlock's Eye. Now, Satoric Temple sounds familiar. It should, because that's where the Juggernaut gets his ability from his helmet. And as you can see here, uh, Thor is whooping that ass because the Juggernaut's saying, you ain't taking the, it's the Warlock's Eye. I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. The Warlock's Eye is the artifact that Thor came to get from the Sarok Temple. And, but now you got Juggernaut, who's their champion. And he is there to make sure Thor doesn't get away with this warlock eye. Well, Thor needs his hammer. He tells Screwbeard, which he has tasked Screwbeard, the dwarf, to create him hammers. So he says, send all of them. Because his first hammer breaks on uh, Juggernaut's head. Okay, where is it? At? Oh, here it is. Okay, this is a great, this is a great shot, too. Right. Um, but yeah, my name is Thor and just and move the tooth flying out. It's just fantastic. That's really it looks really great. 
But here is where he calls down all the hammers. So all these magic hammers are flying down from the sky. It just, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful shot. Um, did switch it over, didn't I? Just taking a minute. There is a delay, guys. For you guys that don't know, um, yeah, here it is. So you see Juggernaut, all these hammers laying around. And then this one of the temple, uh, I don't know, little temple weirdos here is like, ooh, yeah, pick up the hammer. And then he gets fucking zapped. And he's like, what you should have been was the goddamn, or what does he say? The god of fucking thunder, dude. Jason Aaron can write the shit out of fucking Thor. His Avengers has not been that great for me, which really kills me to say because I am such an Aaron fan, but good's good and bad's bad. Avengers, not good for me. Um, but I love, love, love this new Thor. It is so good. So good. Um, and it's because of shit like that. So, again, Del Mundo's art, um, I, I got a feeling some people are not going to love it, but I really dig it. I've dug, I've dug it on other things, so I'm thinking that Del Mundo's going to be just fine on, on, this, on this series. And with writing like Aaron's doing, it's just some cool shit, man. And I'm so glad to have the Odin son back. Um, so, and also, there's a moment here where he meets Loki. Loki, who has been working with Malekith, the War of the Nine Realms, which Malekith is winning, by the way, um, he's there to help Thor, or so he says. So there's a real cool moment between Thor and Loki, and it looks like Loki's about to trick Thor again, and then Thor is right on top of it. So that's a really cool moment. Uh, I don't want to to, to spoil that. But this is very, this is Jason Aaron's Thor, but it's very Ragnarok-ish, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's very funny. There's, Thor has a lot of funny uh, little moments, too, as well as like moment like that where he's a badass. That's what I loved about Ragnarok. It gave us a, a, a different Thor that was funny, but the balance between badassery and humor was right on point for me. Um, so, yeah, this is a great book. Great jumping on point, guys. Get on Thor. Oh, and there is a second story as well. That's kind of the story everybody's been wanting to talk about, which I don't really understand, but, you know, whatever. Um, but at, I'll give you a brief synopsis of it. It's King Thor, which I love King Thor. It's the Odin son after Odin has died, and he has become king. It's very, 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 very many years into the future. He has his three daughters with him. Um, he has basically recreated the earth. He created another Jane Foster, which was kind of like a Gaia figure. You know what I mean? And he sent Mjolnir across. So Mjolnir comes back. Okay. Let's just, let's just get that out there. So he throws his hammer across the cosmos. And when it comes back, it tells him that everything is dying. So Thor takes off. He finds, he goes through. I don't know how many light years he travels, but he, he's in this area where there is nothing, nothing, no stars, no planets, no life, no nothing. And out of the blue, you get this guy that says, uh, welcome to the end of everything, bub. And it's Wolverine. He's got this gray beard and he's got the Phoenix force. 
Yeah, so have no fucking idea what that sub story is about, but a lot of people are like, oh, great, Wolverine's got the Phoenix Force now, what the fuck? Which I'm not disagreeing with, but uh, I'm not sure where this is going to pan out. So that was the second story. Uh, I give Mighty Thor an eight. Great, great opening. Can't wait to see more from Jason Aaron and Thor. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite books. Okay, guys, next book, The Magic Order. One of my favorite writers of all time is Mark Miller, and Oliver Copel is fan-fucking-tastic. He's been on a lot of big Marvel events. I'm sure you've seen a comic book with uh, his, his art, artwork in it. Okay, these cats here are part of a magic order that basically protects you and me from everything that goes bumping tonight. Sounds familiar, right? Okay, stay with me. Um, it's a little bit more in depth than that, but this is a first issue. So a lot of questions aren't answered, but this is the opening page. And I want to show you this because I was like, what? So really, really dig this opening page. Okay. You've got these shadowy figures that start out the page and you've got a couple having sex, which, you know, it's, it's Mark Millar book. So people are going to be having sex. Um, and they have a child. And one of the guys is like, how do you intend to do this? And he was like, oh, I've already, I'm, I'm already into the child. And I'm, when the page comes up, you'll see this child basically climbs up uh, and fucking slaughters his mom and dad because this magician or whatever he is, this ma magic assassin is what they're calling him, he got into this child and did this black magic and this child actually killed, killed his family. Uh, which I was like, what the fuck? If you're, if you're familiar with the sci-fi series, The Magicians, if you're not, you fucking should be. It is, it's Harry Potter for adults. I never really could get into the Harry Potter stories, but I love, love, love The Magicians. So yeah, you need to check that out. Uh, but this is like the magicians. Like, I see this magicians on steroids. All right? So, uh, yeah, secret order to protect us from the monsters from the other side of the veil. There's another group of magicians looking to upset this balance and, or this, and this order, which this guy that was killed here in this shot, he was part of that order. And these cats up here in the top panel, like the one guy on the left, you really can't see his face. But they are part of this group that is out to, I don't know what their motivation is, but they're out to upset the balance somehow. So uh, great characters in the first issue, a lot of violence, there's sex, there's drinking, there's drugs. Uh, well, I mean, fuck, it's four stars, five stars already, right? Uh, but it's a really, really good first issue, man. And again, first issues... They really need to grab you and make you excited for the next issue. And this really, really does. So I'm giving this a 9.5. This was beautifully written. It was gorgeously illustrated. It's creepy. Uh, and I dig magic stuff, man. I really do. So um, yeah, guys, check this shit out. It's well worth it. Um, and it's a number one. So yeah, cool. All right, guys, that's it, man. That's all the comics I got for the week. Uh, today was new comic book day. It's Wednesday. 
Uh, I'm going to try to get these books to you as fast as I can. Uh, I haven't even seen what come out today because I was preparing for this show. But um, if you if you know somebody that likes comic books or they think you think they just might like the show, share it, give them a link, um, let them know, uh, you know, let them know about the show. That, that would be that would help me out a lot. And uh, just trying to spread the word, man. So and, you know, send it to somebody that you don't like. <laughs> you might you might uh, you might piss them off. So that'd be cool, too. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks a lot for, for joining in today. Um, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of good shit coming up. I can't wait. Um, we've got a lot of Infinity War stuff coming up. We're going to be doing a ton of stuff on Meatheads. Um, and again, I'm going to pick a day and whatever day that is, we're going to have Blazing Defender at least once a week at a certain time. Um, I may not be prepared, but it'll be, it'll be on anyway. So with that, guys, I want to thank you for joining in as always. And whenever you can, share the show and, uh, and like it. Like, and you can leave a review on iTunes. You can leave a, leave a review on Facebook. And for all the people that have done that, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, that way, if people stumble across my show somehow and they go, holy shit, he's only got eight reviews, but it's five star. That's great. You know, so guys, I appreciate everything you do. Podcasting award nominations will be coming up. I'm going to let you know more about that in the next show. Uh, hopefully I'll know a little bit more about when, the, when they're going to go on and uh, we try to get nominated again how about that two years in a row that'd be fucking great guys it's a crazy world out there uh, I watched a guy today almost get hit by a car then he was pissed that he almost got hit smacked the window of the truck the dude got out and chased him into a restaurant all right in front of us all right on a very busy street here called Barstown Road and me and the guy I was with at lunch were like what the is going on just treat people like you'd want to be treated okay don't walk out in front of people don't hit their cars and don't get out of your car if somebody does that because that's fucking stupid too you get shot or ran over or arrested um it's crazy just be nice be nice to people and relax and watch the blazing defender it'll make you a better person <laughs> all right guys with that i'm out again thank you so much for joining in and with that blazing defender see you next week peace